Welcome, everyone, to the Nerd Journey Podcast, bonus episode number three, 2018 Holiday Edition. We're going to be joining you every week to talk IT career, news, and opinions based on our points of view. I'm your host, John White, at BJourneyman on Twitter, joined by my co-host, Nick Cordy, at NetworkNerd underscore. Hey, Nick, how's it going? It's going great, John. I love bonus episodes because you never know what's going to happen. Full disclosure, everyone, we are VMware Solution Engineers looking to bring you the career advice we wish we been given earlier in our careers. We hope our discussions will be relevant across disciplines and remain timeless. If you're enjoying our content, please drop us a positive review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you subscribe. And if you want to get in touch with us, tweet or DM at Nerd Journey. Ultimately, we're just two nerds on a journey. A journey to virtual enlightenment. So let's take a trip. Great. How was that opening for you, Nick? It was good, John. I'm joining you from the great state of Oklahoma, where it's currently 29 degrees outside. A little chilly. I bet it's not that cold on the West Coast. No, it's it's 29 degrees here, too. Yeah, Celsius? No, not really. <laughs> it's, a, it's a balmy 50 degrees. Oh, there you go. Break out the shorts, man. Oh my goodness! No, it's it's heated blankets, it's space heaters, it's uh, it's full emergency mode when it's this cold. How many layers do you have on? Three, four. I have five layers on right now. Wow, that's that's pretty heavy. Well, hopefully you won't sweat too much through this episode because the suspense is killing me. What what are we going to talk about? Are we supposed to talk about stuff? Topics. So we have three topics uh, today. Uh, first topic, top three delivery pizzas. Topic number two, what has it? No? No? <laughs> I feel like that's a continuation from a previous episode that you're trying to work in on us. Okay. All right. I, I'm getting a no signal from Nick on that. So we have two topics. Uh, what has the, first of all, we we did this uh, poll just like uh, last uh, holiday episode bonus uh, right around American Thanksgiving we asked some questions, and so these are some of the uh, the questions that were in that Twitter poll. What has the effect of your job been on your holiday experiences? That is, allowed you to unplug, force you to work, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then second question, how did you allow yourself or force yourself to unplug on the holidays, assuming that you get some time off? So those are the two questions that we're going to address today. So first of all, uh, holiday experiences. I'm going to try to address this. I I looked at all the responses. Uh, Nick, thanks again for for actually getting that Twitter poll out and, and posting it, not just on Twitter, but in a couple of different places. Um, and I kind of categorized it into a couple different responses. Um, people's holiday experiences varied, right? And so the f- first major category was, hey, it's, it's work, it's business as usual. Um, Somebody said, hey, I work holidays mostly so other people don't have to work them, but it, it actually is a little bit slower around here. So that's that's an interesting thing, right? It's, it's normal working time, but it's actually a little bit slower just because everybody else is gone. Um, somebody else had a response about actually uh, staffing the, uh, the holiday helpline for Best Buy and actually had an experience uh, helping somebody to troubleshoot their new uh, dryer. Um, it was unclear whether that was a hair dryer or a clothes dryer. So um, I think in either case, uh, 
that would be an interesting experience. The hair dryer, I think, would be a little bit easier than the clothes dryer. Um, but that's just, you know, I I shave my head, so maybe that's just my experience with hair dryers. Um, they're actually fairly easy to operate. You you put it in a drawer, and you close the drawer. One hundred percent operational. Maybe, like I said, just my experience. Um, somebody else responded, hey, I've never taken a holiday uh, from my job in my entire life. Um, and then, of course, you know, impinging on on holiday times, missed a couple of New Year's Eve gigs and parties. Uh, closest thing I got to a vacation was a long holiday weekend. So that, you know, kind of uh, is the main, hey, you know, I work holidays category. And then there was the it's actually a lot busier and a lot more intense around holiday times. So, you know, holidays have been uh, usually without expectation work, but the weeks and days leading up to it are super busy um, because people want to get that, that work done. So it just gets slammed, you know, in the run up. Um, and then, you know, the person says, and I usually work most holidays, <laughs> especially restoring backups. Yeah. That, so, you know, it ops, you know, you, you got to use that that time when everybody else is gone to, to do some things. And then the final category, um, holiday actually is vacation time away from the company. So somebody said, hey, you know, I'm lucky enough to work for a company that that, that gives us the day off um, right around, you know, again, American Thanksgiving, uh, the American Christmas time. Um, some people said, you know, hey, it doesn't, it's, it's not a special time. I just happen to take that time off. Um, and we have a good vacation policy that lets me do that. Um, and then, you know, other people who say, you know, hey, my company really pr- protects that time around vacation. Um, and then, you know, the, the final kind of version of that, hey, I'm hourly. So, you know, it's I'm not working during that time. So <laughs> they just don't call me. Um, so a couple different uh broad categories. Nick, uh, did your experiences in IT operations fall into any of those? Uh, what were your experiences? I'd say they definitely did uh, kind of mesh with everything there. But, you know, one of the things I remember, John, was getting calls from the security monitoring vendor. So we had a number of cameras on the on the various facilities. And before major holidays and even for weekends, we had to let this vendor know when people were going to be on site. And we called it a no-fly zone. So if it was a no-fly zone and you didn't call the security company to let them know you were there, they saw somebody there that wasn't authorized to be there, they would call me. And I would have to make the call as to whether we call the cops on them. Oh, that's interesting. You you said uh, holiday calls from security monitoring vendor. I just assumed that they like they would give you a hyperlink and it was like a, a prank and you just see like a some kind of like sleigh like going in front of your your camera like with a reindeer and stuff but um yeah i guess if you're a security company you can't really play those kinds of pranks people would would not actually yeah that's that's just my short-sightedness good thing i don't run a security company yeah, and you know, if Santa were there, I definitely wouldn't have called the cops on him. But I'm sure that I made the call to to have the police go chase some people off that shouldn't have been there. So when no one's at the facility, that's always the time when people think they can get away with stuff. But hey, <laughs> and another holiday item, you know, when you when you don't have 
a very good way to get your backups off site. Sometimes they go off site on a tape or a hard drive. Somebody has to go and change those even on holidays to make sure that you can meet your recovery point, recovery time. And I was that guy for a long time. So even on the holidays, assuming I was in town, I would make sure that that was the rotation was done. Yeah. All, all part of the job, right? Yeah. Now you're, you wrote a note here. You said you also had the upgrade of a lifetime. So I assume that's, uh, referring to your marriage, you got married during the holidays. Upgrade of a lifetime. <laughs> Actually, I got married over spring break, but and that was the upgrade of a lifetime. But when we talk about IT, one of the biggest projects that ever got completed was this particular upgrade. And uh, Tom Delicati, if you're listening, I still remember the email you sent me that said we're upgrading over Thanksgiving. Line in the sand. So let me give you some context around this. We had attended the Epicor conference earlier that year, learned about the new version that was coming out. We decided immediately we were going to get this version in, in a test environment. So we spin up some virtual machines, and the hardest part really is doing a bunch of database conversions to get to that next version and see how it performs, see if the bugs are worked out. And we had done a decent job, but it kind of got pushed down for some other projects. I want to say it was right after Halloween or right around Halloween, I get this email from him that that was in the subject. Those words that I said, we're upgrading over Thanksgiving line in the sand. And so we had a meeting that afternoon and we, we basically made a list of all the things that would need to be touched, changed and what was acceptable to be functional on day zero after the upgrade and the things that we could add later. I mean, it was amazing. It was amazing how much he knew about the different business units in the company and what they needed to do their job every day. And I learned a lot going through Hmm. that process. And I did not sleep a lot from the time that we said go until the time we got it finished. Black Friday was the day. So on Black Friday, we, we did the cutover to the new environment, did all the database conversions, ran through our tests, and, you know, by the following Monday, we were we were ready to go. We had the help desk staffed, and it was actually a very successful upgrade. Not bug-free, but the way we planned it, it was very maverick. And honestly, it was one of the biggest accomplishments that our department ever did. And kudos to Tom for being willing to spearhead that and letting me drive a lot of it. So that was – it did take a lot of holiday time, but, I mean, I'm glad I did it. It was a – it was a good experience. I still got to eat yummy desserts and spend some time with family. It's a little bit of compromise. And and one last thing I'll say, John, when you have a decent sized family like me, both parents divorced and remarried, even have, you know, adoptive parent parental relatives, biological parental relatives, you have a lot of people to see around the holidays. So it's it's actually pretty tough to make sure you get your time with everybody assuming they're relatively close. How about you? Yeah, I have um, that. I have a similar effect, especially with family. My wife's family tends to be in Idaho, um, uh, although some of her extended uh, cousins and stuff are actually fairly local to us. Um, My family is in Southern California, although I have a sibling in Orlando right now and 
she might move to, I want to say Germany <laughs> in the next year or so. So, uh, so I relish that holiday time to, to see family. That's, that's really important. Um, and we have a good rotation going of, uh, you know, seeing one set of uh, family during Thanksgiving holiday, American Thanksgiving, and another during the American Christmas holidays. So a uh, pretty good rotation there. I would say from my IT operations uh, history, the the biggest and kind of hairiest uh, issue that, that we ran into was uh, Y2K. And um, the entire reason that I, I had my job, and this was probably in the, the first uh, 24 months of my IT operations career, was um, come in, I think I got hired in 1998 to, to search for a new ERP solution uh, because the one that, was, that we had was on AS400, which was not an open system, so a lot of proprietary expensive hardware. And uh, uh, moved to a, a Unix solution that was Y2K compliant. There was, uh, I imagine that uh, software vendors at that time were doing great business, ERP vendors. So, um, uh, you know, that for me, I didn't actually have to babysit it. You know, we had remote login capability. So we logged in and, and checked uh, the solution, make sure that it was up and running. We ran some test uh, transactions against it. It was smooth as silk, but um, it was just maybe a little bit anxiety ridden for me because it was the entire reason that I was working for the company. So... Um, you know, but we had already tested it. We had it in an isolated VM cluster uh, in an NSX uh, network address translation bubble. You know, we had just rolled the rolled the dates ahead. So when the ball dropped, the ball didn't drop in your environment, right? That's good. Yeah. Glad to yeah. hear that. So Dick Clark was not talking about you on New Year's Rock and Eve. No, I don't even. I honestly don't remember much about that. The the thing that sticks out in my mind was, you know, that we went in and and tested everything, and it was just fine, and uh, no, no, nothing was failing. Um, everything was up and running and working normally. So, we had we had done the the switch over to the new ERP solution uh, earlier on in the year, and we had you know worked out all the all the, the rough spots and, and we're used to using the environment that we were not cutting over uh, to the new solution on New Year's Eve. Uh, thank goodness. But, but like I said, it was all tested in a, in a NAT bubble. So. Oh, you mean like with NSX? Yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah, not really. It was, it was 1999. I remember. So we didn't, we didn't have any virtualization. We didn't have any NAT bubble, but we had, we had just, uh, rolled it ahead in the uh, test environment and, uh, rolled the time ahead, disconnected from, uh, NTP and, and just, uh, tested it with, uh, a, a couple times actually with, uh, the, the clock set ahead. So it was no big deal. We were pretty comfortable with it, but, um, you know, lessons learned, you know, uh, test, 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 you know, so you, if you're doing upgrades during that holiday season, uh, you know, with the tools that we have today, we have virtualization. It's perfect for this. You know, you can just set up an isolated and uh, test environment, um, roll the clocks ahead. Well, actually it's probably not a, you don't need to roll the clocks ahead because you don't have any Y2K problems anymore, but, um, 
any upgrades that you're going to do, any you know new solutions that you're rolling out, whatever it is that you're going to do, you can test inside a virtualized uh, test environment and just make it you know really lock down exactly what your procedures are, even script all the steps that you're going to be doing. So really, it's just push a button, you know, and then walk away and make sure everything's working correctly at the end. Um, you know, we live in the future. It's it's not 1999. That was those times were rough. It sounds like you were partying like it was 99, 1999 instead of using NSX like it was 2019. Yeah, that that is the case. Uh, I don't know if any of you remember 1999, but you could not get away from that Prince song that year uh, in that holiday season. It was impossible. And in fact, I I still can't listen to that song this this many years away just because of how overplayed it was. No, actually, I'm fine with it now, but for a good three or four years, it was a problem. Um, my other, you know, holiday experience that's recent, uh, we talked about at the last bonus episode, you know, brand new experience for me eating leftover holiday pie for breakfast. And I put out a Twitter poll as as promised and asked people about their experiences over half of the people who responded had actually uh, heard of this and did it. This was part of their um, holiday traditions. It was eating leftover pie for breakfast the next morning. That was, uh, was kind of mind blowing for me um, having not ever heard of this until like well into my thirties, 7% of the people said, Nope, never even heard of doing that. Um, uh, no, I take that back. 7% of the people said uh, they don't do it, but they had heard of it. And 36% of the people said, no, never heard of this. And uh, <laughs> um, you're crazy. Uh, this doesn't sound like a thing. So that's my holiday. You're not crazy. But I think we all know that the right kind of pie to eat that way is cherry pie. I'll just go out there and say it, folks. Well, you're morally opposed to uh, to pumpkin, right? That's correct. I was raised in a in a very closed-minded home. Is it the pumpkin or I mean if you use the same spices with sweet potato would that still be a problem? I think sweet potato is acceptable. It's the it's the pumpkin flavor that I just can't get past. That's so interesting because if you ask me what the difference between sweet potato pie and pumpkin pie was, I would say no difference. Just texture. Hmm. Sounds like another Twitter poll we need to throw out there. Hmm. Yes. This is so on topic for us. So right. on topic. So let's unplug from that and go to the next list. How about that? That's right. Next topic. Our second question was, how do you allow yourself or force yourself to unplug on holidays? So <laughs> some people had challenges with this. In fact, they laughed at me for asking the question. They thought, that I was crazy because they obviously were not able to unplug. Other people said that it was pretty easy to unplug for the most part, but they had to make a conscious effort to get there. So with some effort and discipline, you can get there. Someone said they have a lot of visiting to do over the holidays. So the laptop gets set aside and the book books get put down. Uh, but in time that's not spent visiting, they may find themselves reading or working on some kind of lab environment. 
some people may have to be on call because of an emergency, but when they don't, they can turn off their machine and just completely disconnect the cell phone as well as computer access. A lot of people say just don't check your email or or don't don't look at the notifications, turn off the notifications, leave your laptop at work if you can, read books. Some people say they just roll with whatever needs to happen as long as they're with family. One person, I like this idea, move my email app to the last page of my iPhone screen. It's still there if I need it, but it's not popping up each time I unlock my phone. I know a lot of people do push notifications. Do you do push notifications for email, John? I do. I do. It's, uh, I don't like it, but I do have them on. I do not have push notifications for email on at all. So I just check it when I check it, but I find that by not having the push notifications on, I check it more often than maybe I would if I didn't care, but it's interesting. I, I would say it's, it's actually a really good idea to not have push notifications on as long as you have a specific time that you check for, for your email. And especially during the holiday, you can just tell people, Hey, you know, text me or call me. Um, if it's an emergency, just don't expect me to respond to email as an emergency uh, measure. Sure. And someone else, again, here cited you have to be aware of your tendencies and be disciplined to, to try and let it go. You know, if you, have a, if you have a work phone, then maybe you can just turn that off as long as that's acceptable to management. Somebody cited here that their boss makes them unplug and take time off. I really like that one. It's good to work at a company that encourages that. I don't think everybody has that kind of support. You know, maybe if you're working a holiday, they'll let you take off some other time. Here's here's one response I found was pretty interesting. I've never had time off except to handle other business or things that needed to be done, typically with bureaucratic government nonsense or dealing with family. By limiting family troubles to only my children, I've saved lots of money and time previously wasted on my extended family, more so by simply not speaking to any of them anymore. I regret not having done that earlier. I just thought that was <laughs> oh, that's great. Somehow I don't think the person was serious, but uh, someone else, they decided to fill the work gap with other work. They decided to unplug from the learning that they have to do at work to keep pace and started learning things that they wanted to do. I find that that's something that resonates with me. But, you know, if if it's the holiday season and you're someone who's ambitious, maybe you need a mentor. Maybe you need to work on the career journey while you have some downtime during the holidays. So get that tweet out to at Nerd Journey today so that you can join the John White School of Mentoring and he can help you. Maybe he has some homework for you to do over the holidays while you're just itching for something to do. What was your reaction there, John? Did any of those reasons that people gave track for you? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, definitely. I I remember. Um, I definitely remember in my IT ops career. You know, the company I worked for was a wholesale distributor. You worked for manufacturers mostly. I worked for a wholesale distributor, and. Um, so their customers were all retail customers. So around the Thanksgiving holiday and the Christmas holiday, especially, you know, those were not, it was not optional 
it wasn't an option to not deliver product, right? Those are the busy times for those retailers. So they would take uh, those holidays off, but there would always be an extra, like a makeup shift on the Saturday following uh, Thanksgiving, for example, to to make up for the missed delivery days. So so stores didn't run out of product. Um, it was, so it was always interesting. On the other hand, you know, they'd always have like a really nice holiday gift card as a bonus, um, especially towards the end of the year. Uh, I think like around Thanksgiving, they had like a kind of a turkey uh, turkey gift card, you know, at a local grocery store. Um, so it's kind of like, hey, we know that you have to work extra, but, you know, we hope that you can get your holiday shopping on us, like your uh, your turkey day meal. And then around uh, the Christmas holiday, they would be like, hey, um, do some holiday shopping on us. So it was, it was really nice. Um, they were very sensitive to the fact that the people had to work, um, maybe not specifically on the holidays, but around those holidays. Um, so it was, it was very, very nice. Uh, it was a good balance, right? Being sensitive to the customers, but also being sensitive to the employees. And and honestly, you know, lessons learned from me, it was like, you have to know what the the requirement for the business is. And sometimes the requirements for the business are to balance those two uh, needs, the customer needs and the employee needs. But you have to ask for some protected time, right? Um, like a clearly defined benefit, like, uh, you know, getting paid time and a half or or if you're on call and you have to come in during the holidays, uh, some time and a half comp time, you know, hey, we can't give you the time off, you know, during the holiday, but maybe we can give you time and a half um, just, you know, an agreement between you and I, the manager and the employee that you can take off this time, you know, in the, in the weeks uh, following. Um, and if there's nothing like that, if there's no accommodation, no, you can't spend any time with your, your family. No, you're not getting time and a half. Hey, that's a, that's a major strike against the employer. That's, that's not being sensitive to employee needs. So um, maybe a reason why you would start looking around. Um, and, and those employers that, you know, people responded, uh, you know, just dis- describing who prioritized holiday time, hey, encourage people to take uh, time off, uh, some vacation time, spend time with the families. Those are employees that are employers that are looking pretty good right about now. And in my mind, it's, you know, it speaks to the culture, you know, and I think, uh, you know, it was a couple months ago that my manager started sending an email out going, hey, let me know when you're taking holiday time off. So just so I know, and we can maybe rotate through times, you know, so we know who's around and who's not around and who's covering for whom. It was, uh, it just reminded me that, you know, that's right. I should schedule some family time and, and make sure that I'm, uh, seeing the people that are important to me. Yeah, that's good. You know, a lot of people tend to want to take days off right around the company holidays. You know, if you have Christmas Eve and Christmas Day off, some people will take a day on either side of that if that happens in the middle of the week just to have a little bit more of a holiday. And it seems like a lot of people across the organization want those days off. So as a manager, you have to make sure you have the right coverage for the days you're going to be open. But it, it really is great to hear from the organizational leaders that, hey, we we want you to spend time with family when the 
company is shut down. And then to hear it from your manager as well really enforces that. And as you said, speaks to the culture of the organization. Yeah, definitely. I would say for me, specific things that I do to unplug. Well, first of all, I, I actually find it difficult to fully detach. Even without push notifications turned on, it seems like it's always there in the back of my mind. Even now, I think of things to do. I don't think that's intentional. It just happens. But I find that if I keep myself busy to where the day is completely full and I don't really have time to stop and get involved in anything work-related, it makes it a lot easier. So I'm perfectly okay with being completely exhausted at the end of a holiday because I spent it with family or filled it with fun activities. So, so you let me just get this straight. Your version of being unplugged is being fully scheduled, just not with work stuff. That's correct. You are talking mm. to the guy who, you know, in my July 2018 vacation, I did show notes on a bunch of podcasts we needed to release. So, yeah, my way of staying unplugged is staying busy in a different way. Too funny. Crazy, huh? <laughs> I think it's also kind of challenging, you know, if you have children, they are going to be out for a couple of weeks and you may only be off for a day or two. So they, they want to go do stuff like look at Christmas lights, do this fun activity with these people. And it's, it's hard to make sure you're there to be a part of it all, honestly. And, you know, especially if you have a spouse who may not work or doesn't work very much, it, it can be challenging and, and a little bit stressful because we want to do so many things during the holiday season and we can't always do them all. But I also like to read a book or maybe write a blog or post in the community again, <laughs> doing things to keep myself busy so I won't have to think about work. Not that I feel obligated to. I think that that's just the way I'm wired sometimes. I need to be doing stuff. So it's interesting that you say book. I think one of the things my wife and I have been trying to do is a uh, read a book together and um, like maybe taking turns with one of us, uh, you know, reading uh, a few pages or a section to the other and then, and then trading off. You just need to find something that, you know, the both of you are interested in. And if you're involving your kids, then maybe a slightly higher bar to raise, you know, the bars raise a little bit higher, um, finding something that all of you are interested in. But, um, I'm not saying that we're 100% successful at that, but it is something that we're trying. Yeah, that sounds cool. And then, you know, after the holiday, you, you're ready to go back to work because you're tired of spending that much time with your family, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure that's uh, that's definitely true for some people. I, I think we heard for heard how true that is for from one of our listeners. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's just easier if you just cut off everybody except your immediate family. Um, I'm sure that some people have to do that in all seriousness uh, to protect themselves from like uh, unhealthy family members. And and I'm totally in support of people doing that if if that's what they need to do to to protect themselves and, and have like a healthy mental state. So I don't want to joke too much about that. Um, uh, if that's your situation, uh, I'm pro mental health whatever you need to do to be healthy. Um, uh, I, you know, for the rest of us uh, who have, you know, some people that we need to protect ourselves from, 
you know, and you have to make sure you don't run into them. Like you do what you need to do. Um, I really enjoy and treasure that family time. Um, my parents, my siblings, uh, my wife's family, siblings, you know, it's, it's been a real positive experience for me. Um, and we don't get to spend a ton of time with them in person. So, uh, very, very beneficial and, and positive experience for me. Yeah. You can never get that time back if you spend it on something else. So just remember that choices of the way you spend your time have a consequence, whether that's a good consequence that you spend it with family while you have the time or you spend it with work. So just, just remember what's important. Like we talked about before, reflect on those good things in your life and, and try to stay positive. Yeah, absolutely. I think, and it's up to the individual to figure out what's um, positive, what's a positive effect for them and what's a negative effect and focus on those positives. So like I said, fully uh, in support of people who are doing that. Uh, well, Nick, I think that's it for that segment. And as a result, of all the topics that we had planned, uh, did anything else pop into your mind while we were talking? I think that I'm just, I must have the munchies tonight because talking about holidays makes me want to eat more, especially maybe some cherry pie. But other than that, I want to remind everyone, we want you to subscribe and give us a positive review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. We want to know if we're being helpful and are always looking for interesting questions to ponder. We're collectively on Twitter at Nerd Journey. Yeah, farewell listeners. Uh, I promise we will get to that top three delivery pizzas uh, topic at some point in time. Uh, probably uh, not next week, but maybe the week after. No, well, well no, Nick, I'm, I see that you're shaking your head, but uh, I think that we should cover it. It's, it's very important to, to some of our listeners. Um, we'll figure it out. Sounds important. Yeah, okay. Uh, tune in next time. As the journey continues, I'm John White at V Journeyman for Nick Cordy at Network Nerd underscore. Signing off. Adios. Adios. Be thinking about your pizza delivery selections, folks. <laughs>